Hello, my name is Sharon Kugler, and I'm the Yale University Chaplain, and this is Time for the Soul. My guest today is Reverend Allison Donahue. Allie is the Episcopal Chaplain at Yale. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We're coming off a global pandemic that's been fraught with such huge collective loss and individual struggle, and are recording this episode over a month into the Russian invasion of Ukraine. We're witnessing the continued brutality of war in the midst of more upset and uncertainty across the globe. With all of that, all that spiritual and religious leaders have been holding of late, how do you as a chaplain bring yourself back to life? I love the optimism in this question, the hope, because it assumes that, yes, we we will get brought back to life, that uh, no matter how exhausted or anxious or otherwise awful we're feeling, it's never, it's never a permanent state that generativity and rebirth will happen, which is so hard to believe when we are in the middle of a dark time. So I love that. I love looking at the world that way, right? That this is not this hardship, this awfulness, this is not, this is not permanent, that we will get brought back to life individually and collectively. You know, maybe I'm speaking about myself, but I kind of find that I'm not alone in that um, human nature is a pretty bizarre thing. And I say this uh, because there are people and places and activities that bring me back to life. I mean, I never can do it myself, (laughs) but I have to give myself permission to go there. I have to give myself permission to take a hike with my dog, Lucy, to take my kindergartners, Maddie and Harrison, out for a surprise ice cream to spend time with the people who give me life. I feel like otherwise the, the rush of life takes over and I almost feel like I, I can't do it. It feels like a privilege or a, an indulgence more than a necessity. It feels like a, a, a pleasure more than a need. And I know absolutely it's a need. So I know I need to keep reminding myself and I, the worse I feel, the more I need to remind myself that you need to plug in to one of these sources of life for you. And that that's not a luxury. You absolutely have to do that because nobody around you benefits. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. The word delight just kept coming to mind when you were speaking, you know, the importance of plugging into the things that bring you delight and, um, and that that is, yeah, maybe it's, it's considered a, a, a luxury in the midst of hard times, but it is a necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know I can't keep going otherwise. I, I get crabby. <laughs> I get that. How, how do you help someone understand their worth as a human being? Uh, gosh, this is the uh, project of a lifetime, isn't it? Uh, for all of us. And I'm not, I'm not certain there's anyone who truly deeply understands their worth as a human being. And what a wonderful world it would be if we did. I think it was, um, Thomas Merton, correct me if I'm wrong on this, who said something like, there is no way to tell people that they are all walking around shining like the sun. Uh, but we get um, glimpses of it. Uh, I, I do. I feel like I, it's the biggest delight in my work as a chaplain is when I feel like students do. Uh, and I feel like as a chaplain, that's one of our principal jobs is to help students see this and feel this. I remember talking to a student 
who was feeling really lousy. It was sort of taking um, a measure of their life and was feeling like, gosh, I've done some things I'm not proud of. And as I sat there across from them, all I could think was, you are so good. And mm-hmm. the challenge for me in that moment was simply, how do I help him see that? How do I, how do I show that? How do I, what, what question do I ask? What, what do I say? Um, and it just feels like glimpses can reorient our path or almost like signposts along the way. And helping, helping someone catch that glimpse feels like that's, that's the project we've been given as chaplains. That's our, our task at hand. And what a beautiful privilege it is to be there. And what a responsibility to try and get better at that. Um, I know one-on-one work with me is probably where I feel my most authentic in that role is when I'm mm-hmm. just with a student over coffee or a walk around East Rock or, um, but, and, 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 and feeling like when I feel like maybe there's something that flashes in their eyes that they caught a glimpse of that feels like this is, this is why, this is exactly why I do this. This is why we're here. Yeah. I'm reminded of a prayer. I often go back to just uh, a sentence, please, please, God, help me think of the right questions to ask. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> please help me find the words they need to hear. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I love that because I, I feel like God's really present to, to us in that work, mm-hmm. right? Like we, I mean, I have a million questions sometimes in my head, but I'm like, what's the right one? What's the one that will unlock this? That'll drop the blinders that, yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's unpredictable, but uh, mm-hmm. it's, mm-hmm. it's so essential. Uh, this is somewhat related, Ali. Uh, what's the special spark of this work for you? It's a lot of what I just described. I, I feel so privileged to be a chaplain. I feel like on our best days, in our best moments, we are conduits of God's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we try to do all this work to to mediate it, to point to it, to share stories about it, to ask questions that reveal it, that help remove the blinders, to be amongst people who are living lives that know that God's love is there and want to move towards it. Um, I love that. I feel like the chaplaincy is... I feel like we're like um, stained glass sometimes. We don't generate God's love. We don't generate this warmth, but we can share it and we can mediate mm-hmm. it. And how, how the question for me is, how do I do this effectively with this person in this moment? And so that's the spark for me. It's the spark and it's the challenge and it's the work and it's what I pray about and go back to at night. And, um, and it feels to me like the, in those moments, there is no place I'd rather be. I am sure I speak for all chaplains when I say that. There, there is just, you feel so blessed to even be collaborating with God in this moment, to be a, a colleague. It's a privileged moment, to be sure. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Allie. This was beautiful. Appreciate oh, thanks so much. Joining. I appreciate your time. Have a great day. Take care. Bye-bye. Time for the Soul is produced by Ryan McAvoy, created by Sharon Kugler, Maytal Satiel, and Sean Mignon. Our music is by J.P. Durvin. This has been a production of the Yale Broadcast Studio.